This is Ashley. This is Ashley. And, and this, this is, is the double, double scoop. scoop. Boom. Welcome back. <laughs> we're getting better at that. Ashley and I were just talking about how our podcast is like all over the place because <laughs> like I was like, when was the last time we recorded a podcast? Just you and I. Yeah. And it was when we did our faith journey episode. Yeah. And then after that, we literally just conspiracy. So we yeah. did two episodes of faith journey. And then we did conspiracy theory. Yeah. And now we're back together and yeah. talking about some fun stuff. But yeah, we're all over the place. But that's what I love. I know. That's what you get with us. Yeah. Double it's a good scoop. balance. The, the double scoop. Of like learning and growing. But then like, I'm just here to chill with some friends. Yeah. So. Hang out and be silly. Yeah. Yeah. What's your scoop this week? <laughs> okay, so last night we had girls' night, mm-hmm. and I was, um, I don't. <laughs> this is so sad, but like, I just okay. Anyway, Brooklyn and I were driving up to Dallas's house, and it's like almost pretty much really dark outside. Yeah, and we see we're like driving on a highway. It's like fifty miles an hour, and we see this lady walking across the street, like across the highway. Oh. in the dark oh like crossing the other side the freeway like, the highway oh, okay okay yeah and i was like what is she doing and then i looked to the right and there's this dog like sprinting <gasps> on the side of the road like no. away from us and i was like no. no i know we were like she's probably going to try and get this dog who's like running in the highway with co- like literally so many cars it's the it's the highway that's like pioneer crossing oh so yes it's yes. like super that super is busy so busy yeah and there's so many cars and people are going so fast and so Brooklyn's like, should we pull over? And I was like, I don't know. Like <laughs> she's like, uh, let's go save this. Dog. I know. I'm like, sure, let's pull over. So <gasps> you did? Yeah, we pulled over. And Brooklyn's like, you go get out first, and I'll come out when like the car stops driving. Shut by. up. So I like start walking out to go find this dog because I'm like, I'm not gonna let this dog get hit. Or oh. I didn't want it to get hit. Literally, come around the corner. No. And I see the dog. No. It looks at me, and full on sprints into oncoming head tra- like oncoming head traffic. on traffic head on, oh, no. yeah and i'm like oh my gosh i just killed this dog <gasps> i'm like i <laughs> am trying to save it and it just it's gonna die now i literally swore 500 swear words oh and I my was, like, gosh watching this and this dog lady just- watching you i so that's the thing is like we had driven far enough away from her that i still couldn't see her oh. by the time i got out of the car like she was probably still walking yeah but i was like oh my gosh i just i tried to help this dog and now it's gonna die but like it i'm not even joking literally ran into oncoming traffic this truck had to like slam on its brakes it was like was it a small dog it was like an australian shepherd okay okay so it was like pretty it was like you could see it yeah but it was a black one oh so it was like dark dark. yeah and so the cars are like all slamming on their brakes honking and then finally the dog gets to the other side of the street and i'm like at that point, I was like, I'm going to put my life in danger if I... It literally She's went done. so far. Oh I was like, I can't gosh. do anything at this point. Like, oh I my hope... Gosh. I was like, I get back in the car with Brooklyn. I'm like, I I swear, I almost just killed the dog. Oh my god! I feel so bad. But that I was is like, just crazy. Trying to help. Yeah. So I hope that lady got it. Yeah. Oh, dogs are assholes. <laughs> literally. <laughs> okay, real. this is a funny story. <laughs> my mom had these two really annoying dogs. Mm-hmm. She still has them. So one was my childhood dog. Her yeah. name was Ellie. She's yeah. really old. And she's a Shih Tzu Poodle. And then the other one was Chloe, which we have now. But <laughs> before Chloe. Chloe was my dog. If anyone knows Chloe, I'll have to, we should post a picture of yeah. Chloe just for fun. Because she's yeah. she's a Brussels Griffin Shih Tzu Poodle. So yeah. literally a mutt. And um, 
they would just like always run away together, get in trouble. And one time we were watching both of the dogs up here. My mom lived in St. George and Ellie ran away and we literally could not find her for a week. We couldn't find her for a week, and finally, I posted an ad Wait, on KSL. You told me this story. Yeah, I well, I, I posted a cat an ad on KSL, like missing dog, da da da, nothing, like crickets. Posted it again, but said there was a thousand dollar reward, and I wasn't honest about that. But I was like, someone needs to return our dog. Yeah, and literally immediately, some family reached out and was like, "We have your dog," and she was like all the way across State Street in Orem, oh which no way she would have crossed that by herself. Yeah. I think literally someone picked her up. That family picked her up. So she's like, she's at our house and sends us all these pictures of her. And then we go to pick her up and then we leave. And then she texts us and is like, You good on your reward? And I just blogged her. Nope. (laughs) You stole our dog. dog. (laughs) Yeah. Dogs are literally, yeah. If they're not trained good, then. I mean, even if they are. That you saved. Oh, tried to save that lady's dog. That's so nice of you. (laughs) Dang. Dang. Yeah. Anyway. Well, my scoop. It literally just happened. So we were at Thanksgiving Point. Uh-huh. And we were at the farm. And then we were walking up to go. To, me and me. We is me and Casey. And yeah. Sunny and Banks. We were walking up to go to the dinosaur museum. And this literally might not be a big deal. But to me, we were like, this is so funny. There was this couple. It was like an older couple. The guy was like pretty older. Like probably in his 60s. And the girl's probably in her 40s. Hiding behind trees making out stop on the side of the dinosaur museum and casey and i are walking up with our kids and we're the only ones it's like really awkward they haven't noticed us yet and he's like grabbing her butt and they're like rubbing all over each other making out standing up outside hiding behind these trees and i was like that is definitely an affair happening what married couple goes and hides behind trees when you're 60 and 40 oh making out and casey and i walked up and they looked at us they like saw us we were probably like I don't know, 10, 15 feet away from them at this point. And they hurry and stopped and like kind of looked around and just like walked away. And they walked to separate cars. <gasps> and I was like, that was 1000% an affair. And Casey was like, you can feel like us just walking up. You could feel such weird energy. energy. Like it just felt so weird. <gasps> and so we were literally like talking about it. And we're like, that is so freaking weird and messed up. Oh. Like, I think it was, we were like making all these predictions. Cause it's like in Lehigh where everybody yeah. works. Yeah. And like, what if he was on his lunch break, calls up this chick, they go make out behind some trees <laughs> at the dinosaur museum. Okay. Here's the thing. Cause if they were like not having an affair, yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like they wouldn't have stopped. I feel if like you're like having the guts to like make out like that in public, you would just keep going. Well, I Maybe. feel like it was just weird that they were like stopped. It literally there was nothing going on at this place that they were. Yeah. Like they like purposely went to this place to hide behind yeah. trees and make out. Like that's yeah. so weird. And like why wouldn't they just make out in their car or something? Yeah. Like I don't know. It was just because so... if someone sees him in a car with another woman, yeah. Yeah, it was so freaking weird. Maybe it wasn't an affair. Maybe it's just me, like, in my, like, creepy investigator mind where everything's, like, always dramatic. But, yeah, it was funny. I I, I feel like you can get vibes from stuff. Oh, yeah. We walked up. It was weird. Yeah. I was like, the energy is so thick, you could, like, cut it with a knife. It was just like, Anyways, I don't even know if that's a big scoop, but, like, that was just the thing that was on my mind because that just happened. If you're missing a grandpa. (laughs) sneaking off some <laughs> yeah, if it's younger some 40 lady. year old. <laughs> I know where he's at. 
He walked into a blue Tesla. Maybe I shouldn't have given that information, but that's very specific. Anyways, if what he is the, cheating, he deserves someone to someone that be we found know. Out. It's someone that we know, and it's like they're like listening to us. Anyways, it's like, not, that's not look to me. <laughs> someone reaches out to us. That's oh, my dad. No. Oh, oh no. Okay, <laughs> too much. Oh well, that's the scoop. Yeah, that's what's on my mind right now. Yeah, but this episode's fun because we're just kind of chatting about some things. Um, Courtney's I kinda, episode. I kind of forgot what we were talking about, but I'm just. Oh. Just go and flow. Yeah, Human yeah. design and oh, kind yeah. of the stories we tell ourselves. Courtney's episode that we recorded last week was like so amazing mm-hmm. and has really opened up mine and Ashley's mind. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of different things. So after I was editing Courtney's episode, she like mentioned something about being a projector. And I was like, yeah, what is that? And so I went and looked up my human design stuff. And Did she mention so it in the episode or were we talking about it after we were done recording? I think she mentioned it in the episode because she's talking okay. about homeschooling her kids. Oh, yeah. And she's like, oh, me yeah. and my kids are projectors and so we mm. like to have slow mornings. And I was yeah. like, what does that mean? Yeah. And so I went and looked it up after. And basically, we're going to give like a brief intro yeah. in this episode. But we're going to learn about it more. Yeah. <laughs> and we know someone who, like my friend just texted me and said, that her sister's like an expert in human design. So we want to have her on the podcast. Yeah. Stay tuned. Yeah. So basically like short version of this and like we're newbies. I'm learning about this. I literally just looked it up like three nights ago. So I know nothing other than the very brief surface level I'm going to say. You put in the details of your birth. Um, You can just literally Google like my human design. The one that I used was like quantum my human design let's or something let's post a link for it yeah let's do it on our stories yeah that's a good idea um and you put in the details of your birth birthplace birth time and your name and like that's literally it yeah that's it uh, and birth date yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> um and then it spits out this information that tells you like your type your strategy like basically all the stuff that's just like Spanish to me like I literally yeah, like, have no idea what it meant Spanish <laughs> well, actually probably like Chinese I know a little bit Spanish <laughs> but apparently not apparently it is like basically what was going on in the world it's like kind of has to do with astrology and science like what was going on in the world at the time like the planets aligning it's like that I probably sound so dumb to some people because I actually don't know the details of this but like the energies that were happening at that yeah. time like gives you these traits and that kind of like makes up who you are. Yeah. I think it has to do with your horoscopes a little bit. But I mean, I didn't read anything about. I don't like. I mean, I do believe in horoscopes, but mine are always like exact. Mm-hmm. But kind of what they say about human design is like, it's not to label you. And sometimes you can be very different from it because of like how you were raised and um, programmed to think and do. And so there's basically like five types. There's projectors, manifestors, generators, manifesting generators, and then reflectors. And I only know about a few of them because I looked up like what mine was. But Mm -hmm. basically, so I'm a manifesting generator. And it just like helped explain so much of like why I literally have so much energy and I have to go, 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 go. Like I'm always going and doing and it pisses me off because Casey is so opposite for me. Like (laughs) and come to find out he's a projector, which means like. He needs a lot of rest, but apparently projectors are, like, put here to leave the rest of us. Yeah. And they are, like, very wise and, like, people go to them 
for like their wisdom and stuff, but they really don't like have to work that much because they're just more efficient in how mm. they do things. And so it just like explains a lot. And then also my kids are manifesting generators like me. So they're very busy and we like part of our um qualities are like juggling a lot of things at the same time. So it was like I've been listening to different podcasts talking about like how to raise manifesting generators and stuff to like give them the best because known as a manifesting generator yeah yeah so basically it's just like yeah i was saying a lot of stuff like keeping them busy giving them multiple things yeah and also with manifesting generators you're not supposed to give them choices like do you want this shirt or this shirt because it's just Mm. like overwhelming for them but you can be like do you want this yes or no do you want this yes or no like there's just so many weird things that like ring so true to me that's so cool because uh just you saying that i'm like I can't give Nona choices for dinner. Like, I'll just open the fridge and she'll go pick out what she wants herself. Yeah. Or she'll just, like, I'll just have to give her one thing at a time and she'll eat that one thing at a time. Yeah. But she's not very good at, like, eating multiple things because she's, she's, like, gets overwhelmed. So she's like, what? Yeah. yeah. So there's a lot, but it's, like, changed my life. And you took it, too. Yeah, I'm a generator, which I just still don't really know much about. But it did say, like, um specifically about work like I will only thrive in work that I actually enjoy which is so true for me like I've never liked doing anything that I can't enjoy like yeah if I I worked at my worst job ever was working at the bookstore in my college. That's cute. No, I hated that's it. Like, oh, so I, I pictured this like cute little like Gilmore Girls <laughs> yeah. bookstore, but that's probably not what it was. <laughs> no, I literally hated it so much because there was so much to it, and I just yeah, and I quit so fast. Yeah, and I was like, I'm. That's like around the same time where I like dropped out of college and decided I was gonna be a photographer, and I was like, I don't care what anyone says. I'm just gonna do it because I enjoy it, and I did it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's cool because. Like, it also told me, and this, you're the same way, like, we're very intuitive, Mm -hmm. and it talks about, like, our intuition, like, our inner authority comes from our sacral, meaning it's, like, I I still don't know exactly what this all means, but basically, we're very intuitive. Yeah. And we are, like, our intuition's, like, always right. Mm -hmm. We use our gut, too, for everything. I have always, it was so cool reading that last night, because we were, like, looking at our charts last night. And it was so cool reading that because my whole motherhood journey, I've always relied so heavily on my intuition versus, like, any outside forces. Mm -hmm. Like, I could get all the advice in the world from someone, but at the end of the day, like, I just relied on what I thought was right for Nona. And it's, like, almost always led me in the right direction. It's so weird, and it's also so comforting because, like, my intuition has been so crazy right about like the wildest things in my life yeah I'll talk a little bit about it today it sucks though because if your intuition is damaged like you Mm -hmm. either don't follow it or like someone tells you it's not right and then you believe that and then you're like it kind of goes back to like our whole church experience too where like um most of our lives we were taught that our intuition was like the holy ghost Mm -hmm. and so for me now it's like kind of hard to unlearn that and figure out like what are my actual real thoughts versus like like fear-based thoughts yeah yeah. because I'm scared to like disappoint or like yeah make the wrong decision based on like what the church has taught yeah no that's a really good point also kind of interesting like 
people would always ask, how do I know what's my thought or the Holy Ghost? Mm -hmm. And it's sad that we kind of have to differentiate that. Mm -hmm. Like, I would not follow my thought, but I would follow the Holy Ghost. Like, that's kind of an interesting concept. I always struggled so bad with that growing up. I was like, is that actually me? Yeah. And I would get so anxious because if I had, like, one thought that was, like, don't go to this thing. And I was like, oh my gosh, what if that is the Holy and Ghost? I'm gonna and die. I'm going to die. Or <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, just something really bad is going to happen to me. And then yeah. I would like go into a spiral. Yeah. We talked about like, I might be going off on a tangent here, but it just sparked some thoughts like how sometimes people confuse like the Holy Ghost for it's actually anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, I listened to this video one time of this girl who was talking about the difference between your intuition and anxiety. And she said, intuition is like, it can be described as like people describe the Holy Ghost, like yeah. a quiet thought that you just, it's kind of like a knowing, but anxiety is like a spiral Yeah, and you can't get out of your head and you're like spiraling and like you just kind of, you're chasing it, trying to like validate it, but intuition is just like a quiet knowing. Yeah. And so I've been trying to like use that as I've been like relearning my intuition mm-hmm. and like trying to rely on it again. Because my intuition was so freaking crazy, right? Like, I would have intuition about the wildest things in my life and then, like, come to find out it's true. And then it's like, whoa, yeah. like, that's nuts. But then if I don't follow it or, like, yeah. my intuition, I don't know. It's just, it's hard because you can damage, like, my intuition, like, my trust for my intuition, I felt like was damaged for a little bit. So I'm just rebuilding that up. For sure. But anyways, with our human design, we yeah. found out that, yeah. like we're very intuitive which is Mm -hmm. cool and like there's other ways like it tells you like it tells everyone their inner authority of like I don't know I don't know what this means but Casey's is like creative Mm -hmm. I don't know what that means but anyways it's just interesting so yeah I want to look look more into it there's this Instagram page that I started following that I just started following yeah they post really good things that help me understand mine a little bit more yeah um it's called my dot human design and I have a podcast like there's so much I'm literally (laughs) diving into it like I think I brought it up we hung out yesterday and I think I brought it up a million times like that makes sense because yeah you're this and this and this yeah (laughs) it's just it's cool though I like learning new things like this that helps explain me and yeah stuff like that I know I'm just on this journey to trying to figure out myself better and that's like I don't know I'm open to all the things yeah we still need to figure out our enneagrams Yes, we told Brooke we would do that. We haven't done it yet. Yeah, <laughs> I forgot we were gonna. We were supposed to do it before this episode. Yeah, dang it. Maybe we'll do it after. We'll episode. do it and then <laughs> post about it. Yeah, and tag Brooke. Okay. It. Yeah, Brookie will post about it. Yeah. Um. Okay. Well, cool. Uh. Also, in this episode, <laughs> I don't know like how to transition this. I know. We're talking a little bit about like the stories that we tell ourselves. This is also a topic in our episode with Courtney last week. Mm-hmm. And it's I like want to piggybacking off of that yeah, it just a sparked bit. a lot of things that we yeah. wanted to talk about. I feel like the whole reason I specifically wanted to start this podcast was like I did a lot of growth and healing, and I learned a lot of new avenues to do that. And so I wanted to talk about it, mm-hmm. but then also talk about like fun things and stuff too. Yeah. And with having Courtney on last week, it just kind of sparked all the things that I've been wanting to talk about. And so I think like. This is kind of like an intro into my healing and kind of like my story a little bit and how I've come so far. And a couple months ago, I posted this video on Instagram that was like, and and Courtney brought this up. I actually stole this from Courtney. It was like, 
if you haven't met me, she said in the last three to six months, but I said, if you haven't met me in the last six to eight months, then you haven't met me. Mm -hmm. And I just kind of captioned it as like how I feel like I was holding myself back so much in life because of the stories that I would tell myself. So I've been doing a lot of work around like stories and change and like changing the story that I tell myself and things that have happened throughout my whole life that I've told myself for the last 29 years that like such a big weight has lifted because I kind of always I think it's like this like it's a safety thing where I like play a victim in my Mm -hmm. stories I don't know why that makes me feel more safe but it's like if I'm not trauma response for you yeah it's like if I stay the victim then I'm aware that people are hurting me I don't know I don't know I'm still figuring it out but basically like (laughs) I'm just gonna dive right into it I'm gonna go for it I'm gonna go for it I I told Asha I was like I want to record this episode and she's gonna just respond and yeah listen I'm just here to share her share give, her give some feedback every once in a yeah. while but basically like my whole childhood was like full of big t traumas and I'm not gonna go into like a ton of details I'm actually typically very open with all this stuff mm-hmm. but I think on a podcast we'll just be like a little bit more private yeah but my whole childhood was full of big t traumas like including sexual and physical abuse and just what? like a, what's a big T trauma? Yeah, so I know we talked about it last week a yeah. little bit. So I don't know specifically like all the categories for big T traumas, but like sexual abuse and physical abuse are big T traumas, mm-hmm. and I think like big life events like divorce and stuff mm-hmm. like that are big T traumas. Um, and then little T traumas are like little things that happen to us that causes trauma that we didn't maybe realize. Like yeah. I don't know, our parents like telling us no for something and it like affected us in a different way yeah I should look that up in research but yeah like Courtney brought that up last yeah. week too like yeah. big t traumas and little t traumas so my childhood childhood was full of big t traumas and I talked about this in my breathwork experience last week of like I've I just always felt so unsafe growing up but it's funny because like I would always tell people my story and I don't know if I thought it made me cool but I would almost like call myself out before other people could realize something was wrong with me is like to like to protect myself yeah. I would be like hi nice to meet you I'm Ashley and here's my life story and this happened to me and this happened to me yeah. and this happened to me and this happened to me and people would be like whoa okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot and it's actually funny because even as an adult like over the last two years when I've told people my story I'll like tell it so casually mm-hmm. and people will be like oh my gosh, I am so sorry. And then I feel really awkward. I'm like, yeah. please don't say you're like, just yeah. let's stop talking about it. I'm like, you're like, I'm just bringing it up to make this other point. <laughs> yeah, I don't want people to feel bad. Oh, and I'm glad you said that because that's also the purpose of this. Like I'm not telling my story that I'm telling on this podcast is not the bad things that have happened to me. My mm-hmm. story is how I've changed and what I've learned from everything yeah. and how I've overcome everything. So I'm just quickly brushing over these things so that I can just like get on with the point. Um, Went through these, yeah trauma in my life and I would just always paint myself as the victim like I would always be like yeah this happened to me and this person hurt me and um all my traumas were like things that other people did in my life and so I got to this point where I just felt like everybody was gonna hurt me like it was literally like my like I never trusted anyone I always assumed ill intentions from everyone boyfriends best friends and it's funny because um everyone hurt me and betrayed me like everyone in my life 
I was looking for them and expecting them to hurt me and betray me. And they did like bad. Like every boyfriend that I've had, I've been very betrayed by, like cheated on or like very hurt by. And it's like, it's kind of weird because you hear people who will talk about their lives like this and they'll be like, everyone in my life, like this has happened, this has happened. And they kind of have always had everything go wrong in their life. And I do think like, I'm not here to say like, it's your fault. Like if bad things are happening in your life, it's not your fault. But when you start to focus on bad things happening in your life and you're looking for them, it will start happening. It's like the law of attraction. It's so what we were true. Talking about last night. Yeah, yeah, it's literally so true. Like you are attracting those things happening in your life. Like there's a reason that like everyone who's been so close to me mm-hmm. up until like my adult life has like betrayed me yeah. in some significant way or hurt me or like maybe even if it was like a small hurt to me. It was validating that fear in my mind. And so I made it a bigger deal. Like I was like, I just grew up with this mindset. Like everybody's going to hurt me and everyone's lying to me and I can't trust anyone. So I grew up with this mindset and I got to, I feel like, I don't know if I would even say this was healthy, but I got to a point in my marriage, like the beginning of my marriage, again, just had trust issues just from things that happened. I actually discovered a like I don't know betrayal or like infidelity in my parents marriage it's funny because we were friends during that whole thing that Mm -hmm. happened so you you were literally there with me but um and that was like so traumatic for me and so again I started like looking for things happening in my marriage and just like not trusting things but because I was like so afraid of getting hurt I became like extremely apathetic and I just told myself in my mind like I can't trust anyone I'm going to take care of myself. Can't trust anyone. And then lo and behold, like four years, five years into my marriage, Casey like significantly breaks my trust. And I told myself the worst stories possible. And I feel so not embarrassed. I, I still love and honor that version of Ashley because she was so hurt. Yeah. But she was like the world's worst victim. Like, Mm -hmm. I remember telling you, I remember like every time we would hang out, I remember talking about it and talking about it and like, like how I'm so hurt and all these things. I would tell so many people this story. And one, here's like some advice to people. Like if you go through something bad in your life, like just wait until the emotions have left before you decide to talk about it to people. Because I was like, my emotions were so high for like a year and a half that I talked about it to so many people. Like I felt like I couldn't be friends with people because I'm so vulnerable and authentic. I felt like I couldn't be real friends with people unless I told them what happened. Mm -hmm. And so I actually like reclused from a lot of my friends during that Mm -hmm. time if I wasn't ready to talk about it or like if I wasn't allowed to talk about it with certain people. That makes sense because that's what I've done this year with the church stuff. Like, yeah. I've reclused from family members, from friends because I was so scared to like talk about this huge life event that was happening but I yeah. felt like I couldn't just yeah. be myself without talking about it yes and I feel like both you and I are very like we can't just be surface level with yeah. people mm-hmm. like especially our, like our close circle right yeah like I remember it was right like in the thick of it when we met Brooklyn and Dallas mm-hmm. and we would have our girls nights and I like held back so much because I just wanted to like spill my life yeah. out to them yeah and I didn't I ended up 
telling them things at the appropriate time, which mm-hmm. I'm actually grateful for. But like, I would like meet up with old friends and tell them what was going on in my life. And like, I just painted this really, really awful story. And it kept me, it held me back so bad, like to the point where like, I could not go anywhere without thinking about it. It became my reality. And in reality, what happened was not nearly as bad as what I was telling myself was happening. The story that I was telling myself was like, my whole marriage is a lie, which is like, how harmful is that thought? Like to actually think that and believe that, like I was telling myself that every day I was writing in my journal. I was telling that to people, my marriage is a lie. I don't know who I married. Um, I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy. I, I don't know, just all these things. And so I started seeing that, like I was telling myself that and I was seeing that all the time. I'm not worthy. I'm not good enough. My marriage is a lie. And really it wasn't like, I, I, Casey and I are going to come on and record another episode where we talk about everything we've learned that would be so helpful for other people. Yes. But I specifically want to talk about like what I learned, but like it served our marriage so much better when I started to change the story. So I posted this video right a couple months ago, going back to this point where I was like, if you haven't met me in the last six to eight months, then you haven't met me. And I got so many DMs because kind of the purpose of that post was like, I was this girl who painted a really sad story Mm -hmm. for herself and started only seeing really sad things. Once I changed those stories, um, my life literally changed. Yeah. And I had so many people message me and be like, how did you do that? Like, how do you change the stories you tell yourself? Because us as humans, like our minds are made to protect us. Mm -hmm. So we're, of course, like if we go through something traumatic, our minds are going to validate our fears around that trauma to warn us and protect us of it ever happening again yeah so like instinctually yeah like that makes sense but also it's freaking sucks because it's like you're only seeing terrible things around you yeah so I think like the first step that I took that I feel like really did start to help me was I went through EMDR therapy and what that did was if you guys don't know what EMDR therapy is it's like basically eye movement something emd eye movement something something can look it up. <laughs> it's basically like where a therapist will like you like tap or you like move your eyes and eye movement desensitate yes desensitization and reprocessing yes exactly <laughs> i'm actually glad you read that whole title because that's literally exactly what it is so if you like move your eyes or like change your focus by like tapping these things, like I actually had little like buzzers. I would literally, it was honestly terrible the first two times, but I would have to go and revisit Mm -hmm. the point of trauma that I was um, trying to overcome. Yeah. And I would go back and give every detail. And I remember when I first started doing it, I was like shaking and crying and I like couldn't even get through it because I hadn't like gone back and revisited the specific moment where like my world crumbled and so I when I did that it was like really hard but you go back and you visit this and it like desensitizes you to that situation and then you reprocess it and you rebuild it by telling yourself a different story so cool so it was really cool because and actually like the movement is kind of what reprograms your brain so I go back and I revisit this moment that I thought that my world ended And I rewrote it to like, this is the moment my world started. Like, this is the moment 
where like mine and Casey's relationship became so deep and so real and so amazing. And like, honestly, that alone really started to help me. But I still had like, that was the one story, right? But then I still had specific stories that I would tell myself that were hurtful. So I heard from this like coaching group that I'm a part of that we had a whole call around stories and the person who was speaking to us was telling us like start like what you're telling other people even if like you don't believe it like what you're telling other people is like going to become your reality what you're telling yourself if you're writing in your journal whatever it is so I started telling like right after that call I remember I went in my room and I started journaling and I rewrote my story completely different and in the moment I actually didn't believe it I was like this is like a fantasy like me writing this like this is like something I could dream of happening Mm -hmm. that is like for the better but I know it's not real yeah but I would write it out over and over and over again and I started writing my story how I wanted it to be and how like I wished it would be and then when I started telling people like I would actually practice telling Casey hey this is my story and I would leave out all the harmful details and I would say hey during this moment like you and I had like this huge awakening where like we just completely opened up to each other and like had hard conversations which helped us grow and all this stuff so and I noticed myself as I would feel triggers around things that were traumatic I would rewrite that and be like no no like this is actually what happened and eventually like I told it enough to where like I actually started believing it Mm -hmm. and I started seeing it in my reality like the way I saw Casey I would start to see and be like man he is so awesome I'm so glad that he's like we're so close now and he's doing all this work and growth like I would see him this way rather than like seeing him being sad about something yeah and so I feel like I'm rambling. I'm so sorry. No. I <laughs> This is your story. I'm just letting you tell it. I'm like, I have these quotes that I want to read that like really changed my life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I screenshot them right here. So they are by this girl named Amber Lyon. And I think she has a book. And it's basically about like our inner law of attraction. And there's three quotes and some of them overlap a little bit, but I think they're all a little bit different. So um, she says, we each have our own inner law of attraction that determines what we experience most. The psychological process of brain filtering means that we see the world through tinted glasses. We are attuned to notice more of what validates what we are thinking, feeling, and believing to be true at any moment. As we are creating our own lives, we are really curating them based on which information we tend to notice the most. Therefore, we have to train ourselves to start seeing our lives in a new way to notice different information Mm. this was like so crazy for me because I was like I'm literally only thinking and noticing these scary things and literally like the smallest things would trigger like smells like dates days of the week Mm. (laughs) movies songs music things would trigger it and I would be like and I would notice it and it would validate my fear which is like what are, like I said before, our brains are trained to do. Literally, like, have you ever been asleep alone at night and you hear your house, like, settling? Yeah, it's, like, cracking and creaking. <laughs> and you're, like, there is someone in my house. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you're, like, seeing things. And, like, yep. it's so real because our mind 
Like we have a fear and our mind's like, let me validate this for you so that I can keep you safe. Wow. Yeah. And so that's literally what happens when we focus on our fears. And so again, this is kind of saying the same thing, but I feel like it all says it a little bit differently. So you are a magnet consciously or not. Our minds are constantly scanning our environment to validate what we are thinking, feeling, and believing in any given moment. What we focus on, we give our attention to. Where we give our attention, we give meaning. The meaning we attribute changes how we feel and how we feel determines the quality of our lives. So I'm going to read that again, but she says it a little bit differently here. What we focus on, we give our attention to. Where we give our attention, we give meaning. The meaning we attribute changes how we feel and how we feel determines the quality of our lives. Becoming conscious of our focus can change our entire experience. Like, the mind is literally, like, we are controlling how our neurons connect in our mind. And, like, that's kind of the thing with, like, EMDR therapy. And there's, like, a lot of other versions out there that literally will, like, disconnect neurons or, like, pathways. Oops, I just knocked my mic. Will disconnect pathways or connect pathways for us depending on, like, the thoughts that we're trying to have. So, I don't know. I just think of, like, our brains are, like, little, like, race car tracks, and there's, like, neurons, like, firing all the time. And it's, like, when it gets in the habit of going around and around and around with, like, one specific pattern, like, it's going to keep doing that until we, like, consciously break that pattern. And, like, I'm, like, almost two years into, like, I don't know, I guess you could say, like, my Casey and I actually call it Cashly 2.0 we don't call it because like (laughs) people have always called us Cashly yeah and so we don't call it like our event or like our thing we call it Cashly 2.0 because it's like our second marriage that's like yeah I don't know we became the best version of ourselves there's a quote let me look it up really quick yeah I want to share this yeah okay I've heard (laughs) I think I've heard this on another podcast but uh it's from Esther Perel oh yeah most people are going to have two or three marriages or committed relationships in their adult life. Some of us will have them with the same person. Yeah, 1,000%. Yeah. I, like, live by that. Yeah. It's so true. So we call this, like, Cashly 2.0. Mm-hmm. I forgot what I was saying with that. But anyways. Oh, it's been almost two years, as I was oh, saying. Yeah, yeah. It's been almost two years since Cashly 2.0 was born. <laughs> <laughs> and I will still have thoughts. Like, it's crazy. Like, my brain will still try to protect me from things. That's like not even a harm. Mm -hmm. And I still have to like, no, no, pause, Mm -hmm. reroute. And I'm not perfect at it. Like I'll still have weak moments. Yeah. But one of the most comforting things that I've heard and learned, I think Courtney might've even said this too, is like healing is not linear. Like everyone thinks it's like, oh, I'm going to be better today than I was yesterday and next month than I was a month ago. And it's like, People think it's just constantly going up, but it's literally like this. Like, <laughs> you can see me right now. It's like a big jumbled mess. Like, yeah. And that's how I've discovered. Like, like a roller coaster, literally. Yeah. You're going through, like, loops and ups and downs constantly. Yeah, literally. And I'll have moments where I'm like, oh, no, like, am I regressing? Like, why am I having these thoughts? This is so stupid. I've gone over this a million times. Mm-hmm. But I think it's just, like, our brain's way of, like, I mean – you can literally acknowledge that feeling and be like, thank you, brain, for mm-hmm. giving me that feeling. You're feeling scared or upset or worried or abandoned, whatever it is. But that's actually not true. Thank you for protecting me. 
here's my now, here's my reality. And I just feel like it's also interesting. I'm going to switch subjects again for a minute. Yesterday, you and I were talking because I was like, we've done so much work. Casey and I have done so much work and I've done so much work on myself. But now that I'm like really digging deep, like, okay, the last two years, like I worked on myself and I worked on my relationship, but now I'm digging deep into things that's gone past this Cashly 2.0 and I'm going into like childhood stuff. I'm like, why do I deal with things this way? Like I'm really digging deep Mm -hmm. and I feel crazier than I've ever felt. And I feel like more triggered than I've ever felt. And I was telling you this yesterday. I was like, I just feel like I'm regressing and you should tell the analogy that you told me because it was like, oh yeah, so amazing. Like I've literally <laughs> thought of it four times since you told me it. Okay, so um, for anyone who's ever been on Accutane or knows what it is, it's or who doesn't know what it is, it's a drug that you take to like help purge your skin of acne. And I went on it. I was on it too a while ago. Yeah, and it was like one of the best things I've ever done for my skin. A lot of people are like, there's like polarizing opinions yeah. on Accutane, <laughs> but I loved it. Um, but I was like, it's kind of like Accutane, like you have all this gunk and stuff like buried deep in your skin. And when you go on Accutane, it gets worse before it gets better. And so for like two months, my skin was like breaking out. I had rashes. It was so dry. It was flaky. Like it got so bad within those first two months, but then it cleared up and got better. And I feel like that just, it's like the same thing with what you're talking about, like there's stuff buried deep down in us that we need to like literally extract from ourselves in order to heal and get better. Yeah. You have to dig it all up. Like the most detrimental thing to my healing process, I saw a therapist who, and she's actually the one who did my EMDR and I had a great experience with EMDR, Mm -hmm. but for whatever reason, she told me I was not allowed to ask Casey any questions after, after, you know, we've already talked about things and hash, like hashed out everything. Yep. She was like, don't ask any more questions. Don't bring it up. Don't talk to him about it. Put it in. She literally said, put it in a box and put it away. Any question that you have. And like bury, bury it deep and don't ever talk about it Bury it deep again. and don't ever talk about it. So I, I literally from like January, what was this? Oh, literally the year I had banks. It was mm-hmm. January, 2022. The month I had banks is when I I started therapy like the week before I had banks yeah. and till I think it was July, I was not allowed to talk about it. And it was, she told Casey, like, if Ashley talks about this, then you need to put a boundary up and like leave the room and mm-hmm. leave her, like show her that you have a boundary and that you can't be with her. And Casey, I remember like we talked about it and he was like, I don't want to like abandon you, but like yeah. if this is going to help your healing, like I want to like, yeah, he's like, probably just like, oh, okay, I'll, <laughs> I'll do, do what the therapist this, says. I guess. And I was like, yeah, okay. Like if that's going to yeah. make me get over it, like, well, when you're listening to a licensed professional <laughs> and they're telling you this, like what else are you going to do? You exactly. Know? Yeah. And it was the most detrimental thing because I had all this stuff, all these feelings, stuff that was like probably connected deep to my childhood all these stories I was telling myself that I wasn't allowed to talk about with him. And it was, it stayed buried. I'm going to say buried under my skin like that. Yeah. Those effing acne yeah. things. Whatever. Yeah. Acne things. That's whatever. <laughs> That's had to stay there. Mm-hmm. I couldn't hash it out and get rid of it and clear it. Yep. And um, finally we had like a really big blow up in July of that year. And I ended up like listening to some podcasts 
that were like, talk about everything. Like mm-hmm. when you go through something, like talk about it as much as you need to. And that's how it's going to clear. And literally, like I started talking about it again with him when I started EMDR. So I think it was probably a mixture of the both, mm-hmm. mixture of the two that really like helped me. But like, don't hold stuff back. Like, yeah, you have to dig in and dig in deep yeah. and it's going to get worse for a little bit. And I think that's kind of where I'm at. Yeah. So I'll probably have to give an update when, <laughs> when it gets better. Like I literally feel crazy, but it's really interesting because things are coming up for me that I like don't like I haven't dealt with before that are triggered feelings that I've kind of had my whole adult life, but I've never really looked into because I just brushed them aside. Yeah. And so I'm really excited to like through this healing journey like I'm literally almost two years in, I'd say, and I'm like just getting to the good stuff, but I'm at a healthy point where like when the scary stuff pops up for me, it's not so scary yeah. and I like know how to handle it. So I think like for anyone, I guess kind of the biggest thing that I've learned and like, I mean, we have this podcast, I can literally update you guys in two years <laughs> like yeah. from more that I learned, but the biggest theme of my life right now I've learned that I want to share with people is like change the story you're telling yourself Mm -hmm. like even if you don't believe it and in fact I really hesitated to do this at first because I felt so vulnerable like staying in a place where you're the victim for some reason felt safer for me because it was like if I'm the victim then Casey knows he can never hurt me again. Mm -hmm. People know if I'm constantly reminding him how he hurt me and showing him that I'm still hurt, then I'm not going to get hurt again. If I'm healthy and happy and healed, then people think they can hurt me. That was like my mindset. I was like, Mm -hmm. if I stay hurt by this and if I tell people this is my story, like then I'm the victim and I'm more safe being the victim, which is so weird. I don't fully understand it yet, but it's really hard. It was really hard for me to be like, no, I'm going to choose to move forward with this. I'm going to choose to be happy and have fun. But also like you can be happy and have fun and still be sad and still be healing. Yeah. That's like a big realization I had too. Cause I was like, how can I go out with my friends when I have this huge thing that's happening in my life and be happy, but you can, you can have both. Mm -hmm. So yeah, my biggest advice to people is like, be brave enough to like take that first step to like change the story in your head. Like, you don't have to be delusional and be like, this didn't happen. Like, that's not what I did. Delulu is the Salulu. <laughs> yeah, li- literally. That's what Brooklyn said last Yeah, when she said that was dying. <laughs> but you don't have to be delusional, but like accept what happened and like see the gifts from yeah. it and only focus on the gifts. Like, don't focus on mm-hmm. like the negative things that are happening. And so, and I would start by like writing it in a journal or I did a lot of like my own vlogging, like video recording myself just talking to no one. Yeah. It's secret in my phone like I've never yeah. showed anyone those videos Just but getting those thoughts out yeah and then practice maybe practice telling it to your close friends then telling it I mean you don't have to always tell people your story but if yeah. you feel the need to then the people you trust yeah, yeah change it so that's where I'm at right now in my life and yeah. I'm my focus like moving forward so I've changed my story and now my focus is like codependency and focusing on myself and how I'm in charge of my own feelings Mm -hmm. and um other people's feelings about me or other people's actions yeah 
like don't affect me and how I feel about myself I mean they do right now and that's the problem yeah but that's my theme that I'm working on right now is like I'm accountable and I'm in charge of my own life and even like what happens to me like I can choose how that affects me and it's like so empowering to think that that's even a possibility Mm -hmm. but as your friend and who's as someone who's like watched your growth over the past few years it's like so inspiring and like if you can do it anyone can do it thank you (laughs) and I know that like you can cut this out too because I don't want to like speak for you but I know like a lot of people have said like oh you and TC are goals and yeah we like people always say that yeah and you're like well you don't really know like what we've been through yeah if maybe if you knew you wouldn't say that but I know and I'm saying that you guys are goals because Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm crying crying right now (laughs) sorry no it's okay um I don't know why I'm crying. Because <laughs> I said I'm crying. <laughs> I just, like, you guys' strength and the way that you guys have, like, grown together, <laughs> it really is so inspiring. And just, like, I don't know. <laughs> Thank you. I think you guys are goals, even though you've been through. I mean, that's that's what people need to realize is, like, everyone's going through shit. <laughs> Literally. And, like, it's brave for you to even come out and talk about it. Yeah. And I think you guys are stronger and better for it. Totally. So thank you. Yeah. I think <laughs> I think also like it's been cool and part of the reason I want to have Casey on and us tell it together mm-hmm. is because the close people that we've chosen 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 <laughs> chosen to share stuff yeah. with, like they will be like, I've literally been through the same thing. Mm-hmm. And the most the scariest thing going through that at the time was one that people thought we were goals Mm -hmm. and I was like oh my gosh I can't tell you this is not to brag but like I can't tell you or even count how many times people were like I admire your relationship and I felt like we were like this poster relationship now I really feel like we're the poster relationship (laughs) but it's interesting because I that was so hurtful to me I was like no we're not like you don't know it and no one out there who has a good relationship has ever been through what we've been through yeah. like there was a story I was telling myself and so I was like it's impossible for us to mm-hmm. ever be that and yeah. um the more we've like shared with people so many people have been through like the exact same or very similar things and it's cool because a lot of couples that I really really look up to like couples that you know mm-hmm. Casey and I would be like we want to be like them and then yeah. kind of find out they've been through like what we've been through and yeah. it's like wow it's like so cool so like I think just know that you're like not alone and things that you're going through and don't paint this story of like just because I've gone through this like I can't be this person that I want to be or like this couple that I want to be and mm-hmm. so like it's gonna take a lot of growth and healing and yeah like uncomfortable yeah growth and stuff but you'll, you can get there it's possible yeah and I don't think that anything amazing and like really good in life is given or brought to you just by like easiness Mm -hmm. (laughs) like it's it's got to go through something to get there and something that Casey and I have realized through this process is like we had these strengths and by going through this situation our strengths have been really like refined Mm -hmm. and now our strengths are like so much brighter it's like a diamond yeah diamonds have to go through so much like pressure pressure and change in yeah. order to become like the beautiful stone that they are 1000 yeah. percent. yeah it's been it's been really empowering so if anyone's listening to this like who's going through personal things or relationship things or family things and you're just like in the thick of it and you're 
like I don't know not thinking you're ever gonna make it mm-hmm. I wish I like talked to someone who I wish I was I don't know I wish that I had talked to someone who had already been through what I had been through who was in a healthy place with it because I would have had hope and so I just want people to know like there's hope like yeah. whatever you're what literally whatever you're going through it doesn't even have to be a relationship like if you're in the thick of it like change the story take the gifts from it and like run yeah. <laughs> run with your yeah. life and do what you need to do to get to where you want to be because like you can literally imagine who you want to be what you want your yeah. relationship to be and get that yeah like you literally create this life yeah what you give your attention to and focus on like For that's sure. what your life is going to be I had this huge realization like a month or two ago Trevor like showed me this TikTok or Instagram reel or whatever and it was it basically was like when you are so focused on the negativity in your life and like looking for those things you're closing all the doors for all the positive things yeah like the the and I've noticed such a huge difference in myself just over the past few weeks because I have let go of a lot of negativity and I've been looking for more positive and I just feel like so many opportunities have been presenting themselves yeah. and like miracles and like little blessings here and there. Yep. And it's just insane because I was like, why did I like I was drowning myself in negativity for yeah. months. Yeah. And it's it's only gonna get worse if you keep doing that. Totally. Because you're not allowing yourself to like be open to the possibility of good things happening. It's weird and I think that you said this and this may or may not be related, but it's like when we're depressed and we're sad, like we don't do the things that make us happy. Like we don't want to do things that make us happy. It's almost like we get to a point where we just want to stay sad. Yeah. And I do know that for some people, like they want to be happy and like literally their chemicals will not allow them yeah. to be. Yeah. So that's like a different story. But like, I totally get that. Like you get to a point where you just want to stay in it. Mm-hmm. And for me, for some reason, it just felt safer than stay like, the victim. Yeah. yeah, it's, which is so weird. I, I still don't understand why that's a yeah. thing. I just know it is. It's a coping mechanism. Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, <laughs> that, that's it. That's it. That's all I wanted to say. Part two coming don't eventually. Yeah, literally. But yeah. there's a lot to tell. Thanks for listening and um, we'll see you next week. Yeah, see you next week. You guys are the best. Love you. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Double Scoop. If you liked what you heard, we would love if you could help us out by leaving us a review on your favorite listening platform. This is going to help us grow and bring on really cool guests in the future. And then if you want the inside scoop, no pun intended, on behind the scenes or corresponding pictures and videos for our episodes, you can follow us on Instagram at the Double Scoop Pod. We're so grateful for your guys' support and can't wait to connect with you on social media. You can tune in for a new episode every Tuesday. See you next week.